0: We join a solemn journey of three days that has changed the world and our own lives. Followers of Jesus have been taking this journey since his first followers took it long ago. This is the night of love. On the night Jesus took a towel and basin and washed his disciples' feet. On this night, he told them to do the same for others, to show their love for him and for one another. This is the night of love. On this night, we remember Christ's example and command of mutual love, posturing ourselves in humility, being rooted in willingness to put the needs of others above our own and viewing one another, even those who are unlike us with dignity and of the highest regard. On this night, Jesus broke bread and shared wine with his followers for the last time and invited them to remember him, to encounter him anew. And whenever they did the same, this is the night of love. This is the night of love and so on this night we welcome all to join us in hearing and obeying the commandment of our god and to feast at the table together so that we may love one another as he has loved us let us open in prayer christ who washes our feet in humble service teach us to love one another as christ has loved us so that everyone will know what we are his disciples. Through Jesus Christ, our teacher and Lord, we pray.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening for Monday Thursday service as we will be looking at Christ's example of mutual love. Would you join me in an opening prayer? Christ who washes our feet in humble service, teach us to love one another as Christ has loved us, so that everyone will know that we are his disciples through jesus christ our teacher and lord we pray amen Rest. Rest. will you wash my feet to be honest i'm not sure if i would wash yours i mean I know where my feet have been, and if yours are anything like mine's, well, then, well, I'm only asking because well somebody told me that true love is treating others the way you want to be treated. Can you imagine the implications of a love like that? The nerve to command that we love like that is asking way too much. I mean, we would have to be willing to put the needs of others above our own, viewing everyone, even those we don't like, with value, with worth, at the highest regard. This love is so counter-cultural that it makes me uncomfortable, it makes me angry, it makes me frustrated, but I'm not going to lie, I would want you to treat me that way, in fact, I think I expect it from others Almost as if they owe me But They don't owe me anything It's all grace, it's all mercy But let me ask you this If I was hurting, would you help me? If I was banished from your social circle Would you still talk to me? If I was discriminated against Would you believe me or would you dismiss me? I didn't have my papers would you care for me if I was grieving a death would you put a timeline on comforting me see this commandment to love others the way we want to be loved to treat others the way we want to be treated it is so powerful it is asking that we ask ourselves questions like would I want to be scared would I want to be homeless? Would I want to be hungry or violated or cheated on? Would I want to be left in the cold or in the heat? Would I want to be lacking funds? Would I want to be physically abused or sexually abused, discriminated against? Treat it poorly because of your gender, race, or sexuality. Treat it poorly because of the mistakes you've made. This love is far beyond our capacity. Me ask you this question if the creator of the world washed your feet what would you do and afterwards he told you to do likewise mutual love and service to each other is the words that he left me with would you wash my feet every inch of me cringes at the thought of washing yours, but I know my feet need it, so here we go.
0: Our easter reading comes to us from John thirteen one through seventeen and thirty one B through thirty five. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. For that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And this is the word of God for the people of God.
2: As recorded in John's Gospel, on the night before Jesus' betrayal and arrest, Jesus shared a meal with his disciples, washed their feet, and gave them a new commandment to love one another as he had loved them. Welcome to Monday Thursday Services with Wellington Heights Community Church. Now, if you are new to participating in Monday Thursday Services, it is simply a service to journey with Jesus during Holy Week. Now, Monday is derived from the Latin word meaning command. And this particular service refers to Jesus's command to the disciples to love one another as he had loved them. Now, why this commandment of mutual love and why was it shared at the last time of gathering of Jesus's closest followers and friends? Now, mutual love may sound so basic, yet the implications are profound. As we follow Christ's example and commandment of mutual love, posturing ourselves in humility, being rooted in the willingness to put the needs of others above our own, and viewing one another, even those we don't prefer, with dignity and of the highest regard, We will display a love so countercultural that it will be a powerful display of the kingdom of God. Now, our struggle with mutual love and service led to Jesus's crucifixion. So this evening, let's make space to feel grief. We can't get to Easter and the forgiveness and the hope of the resurrection until we understand and we honor what has gotten us to that day. What we understand as Holy Week was a busy week for Jesus and his disciples. The disciples made it to Jerusalem with Jesus and not a moment too soon. The city was bustling and crowded and busy. It was the week of the Passover celebration and people were everywhere in the city of Jerusalem. Now earlier this week, Jesus was met at the Damascus gate by a crowd of people singing Hosanna in the highest, calling him the son of David. And as recorded in scripture this week, Jesus was of of course still about his usual work of teaching and preaching and healing. Now we must ponder if the disciples had heard rumors or a low buzz going around town this week That the authorities and those in power were trying to find a reason to arrest Jesus. I mean, if you go around preaching that God loves everyone, calling out religious leaders, turning social norms on their head, and challenging the authority of Rome, something is bound to happen. So tonight, here we are in the upper room with Jesus, sharing the Passover meal. Now at this meal, Jesus knew that those around him would deny him, desert him, betray him. Yet knowing all of this, he took this opportunity to share with them one last time what he wanted them to remember when he was no longer physically with them. Now in the middle of the meal, Jesus takes up the servant's towel and basin and starts to wash the feet of the disciples. Imagine with me for a minute what those present in this room must have been thinking. Why is Jesus abruptly getting up from the table to wash feet during the meal? What does this mean? Something must be wrong. Is Jesus okay? This isn't how things are supposed to be or expected to be going. Now, an important disclaimer, washing feet in this particular time and place and culture is a servant's job, not the role for a teacher or a leader. Now, I imagine that the disciples must have displayed a mix of confusion bewilderment upon their face, and social awkwardness, just unsure of how to process and respond to all that was happening. Now, Jesus must have picked up on these social cues because in the midst of all of this, Jesus stated, you do not know what I, now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Now, the act of washing The disciples' feet demonstrates for us sacrificial love rooted in mutuality. Mutual love freely gives and receives from one another. It removes a savior complex that we can quickly return to. Mutuality removes the role of missionary or helper or savior to neighbors and friends and fellow humans on a journey together. Theologian Renita Weems explains mutuality as the realization that as human beings we are all mutually connected to and dependent upon one another. The way of love that Jesus demonstrates is freely given and received, it's mutual, it's reciprocal recognizing that we all have the image of the divine within us, that we are all God's beloved children and have something of value to contribute to the work of God among us. Now, after washing the disciples' feet, Jesus shares where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You should also love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now, may this be a light bulb moment for us all. This is what the way of Jesus has been and is all about. All the preaching and teaching, feeding, healing, being with and dwelling among us, it's All about love. Following Jesus, the way of Jesus, is about love for God. Loving our neighbors and understanding and being rooted in God's deep love for us. This evening is an example of sacrificial and mutual love by the washing of feet and his life of turning social norms on his head. His example and tendency to hang out with the marginalized and the discluded. His life, his actions, all along was to show us what love looks like. Now, if you've been traveling with Jesus for a while now, we can sometimes forget that the heart of God's redemption story and message is about love and about loving deeply. If you're like me, We need this yearly reminder on Monday, Thursday that God's love is deep. It's never ending. It's mutual, sacrificial, and it's restorative. Now on this night, the night before he died, Jesus reminds us again that our commission, our call, our command is to be a people of love. Too often, we as the church can be like Simon Peter and get so caught up in the details of the church and worrying about what style of worship music we have or about our budgets or lack thereof or crafting a seamless Sunday service experience that we lose sight of or don't have time for Jesus' command to love one another. Loving one another is perhaps the most difficult of commands. It means that we first have to learn how to love ourselves, to see ourselves as worthy of accepting, giving, and sharing God's love. Jesus not only spoke kind words and was present, Jesus comforted and healed and gave hope for a brighter future. Jesus embodied love with his entire life and we are called to do the same. Our world is crying out to experience this love of Christ, this holistic love. And we must join others in walking this way of love. And we all long to experience a church that not only preaches about love, but demonstrates love. Now, singer and songwriter Tina Turner famously asked the question, what's love got to do with it? For those of us who follow Jesus, the answer is simple. Everything. Our inability to live what we preach about love would remove Christ from our Christianity. If we as the church are to be meaningful In our world and in our community, we must rediscover that hope-filled, sacrificial, mutual love that inflamed Jesus' first followers and inspired a movement that changed the world. On this Monday, Thursday, tonight, let us be moved to be a people of love, to live the words that we pray and preach. And perhaps we can embody these words of a famous hymn, knowing that together we will work with each other, we will work side by side, and will guard each one's dignity and save each one's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. On this evening, right now, may we recognize that our individual and collective struggle with mutual love led to Jesus' crucifixion. Tonight, right now, make space to feel grief. I know everything within us wants to avoid this. But may we experience and feel Grief. Grief of our concern for ourselves above others. Grief of our pushing away of God's deep love for us. Grief of our individual and communal struggle with the embodiment of mutual love and service. We can't get to Easter and the forgiveness and the hope of the resurrection until we honor and understand what has gotten us to that day. Now it's important for us to acknowledge that we cannot fully embody this kind of love without help. We can't strive for it. In the next chapter, in John chapter 14, Jesus went on in his conversation with the disciples to tell them that he would not leave them orphaned, but that God the Father would send another to be with them an advocate, a comforter, the Holy Spirit, who would be with them always, who would abide with them, encourage them, strengthen them, and guide them, and that God's presence would always be with them. May we honestly consider how we may abide more deeply in our everyday mundane lives so that we can rediscover not only individually but communally that hope-filled, sacrificial, mutual love that inflamed Jesus' first followers and inspired a movement of love that changed the world. May we, Wellington Heights Community Church, be a people of love. Join me in prayer, and the words will be included in the comment section below. Let's join in prayer. Bread of life, we are grateful that at your table, like your grace, knows no bounds or end. We think we are identified by the crosses around our necks, the buildings in which we worship, or the theology we profess. Teach us again this Holy Week that we are known as your followers by the love we graciously give to others. Remind us that your power is not a force to elevate ourselves or demean and manipulate others. Tutor us, gentle teacher, that what matters most is not being the most successful or wealthiest, or having the largest church. Remind us again to humble ourselves in service and love one another. We are eager to be loved and forgiven, we pray, amen. Amen. Through Jesus, we are united in this holy mystery of mutual love We're no longer living for ourselves. We are loved and transformed by God's love. So may we ask the Spirit to send us, to guide us, to care for us and serve and love others as Christ has done for us. And let us not rush too quickly these next few days to the good news of the resurrection. I invite you and encourage you to spend some time this evening in prayer and quiet reflection on the command of mutual love and just how difficult it is for us to participate in this. May we recognize that we need the Holy Spirit to guide us, to inspire us, and to strengthen us as we all participate in God's mission to reconcile all things. May we be a people of love. Amen.
0: Here in Christ, we gather with love of Christ our calling. In loving Christ, let each love Christ in one another. As we gather members of one body, let there be in us no discord but one spirit. Let us remove content and strife, Christ, our God, be always present here among us. On this night, Christ has given us a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. This love is self-sacrificial, deep, radical, never-ending. On this night, he reminds the disciples that they will not be alone and that he will not leave them or forsake them. That the Father would send an advocate, a comfort, the Holy Spirit, who would be with us to guide us, strengthen us, equip us, and that his presence would be with us always. May we be reminded in the act of washing the disciples' feet that there is no task too small or too lowly, and that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. By your grace, may we continue to live out Christ's sacrificial love and reconciliation. God is with us. Amen.
1: At this time, we will uh, partake in communion together. Please uh, take a moment, if you haven't already, to gather your elements, your bread, and your cup, and we will, in a second, take communion together. take in communion together. Would you join me as I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. And as I read, I will give you prompts on when we will take the bread and the cup together. Join me. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This time, partake of the bread. This is Christ's body for you. In the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the cup. This is Christ's blood for you. For as often... As you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. May we continue to give thanks for what Christ has done for us. And may we continue to walk out uh, and proclaim and demonstrate the love of Christ everywhere we go. This is the prayers of the people. Will you join me in prayer? Loving God, we look to you and we pray for the global church. That the world may know we are your disciples by the love that we have for one another. For leaders of nations and all persons in positions of authority, may their lives be marked by Christ-like service and love. For all who are oppressed and living in captivity, that they may find the freedom that you have promised For those who are struggling to make ends meet this day, may you provide what we need. And for those who have too much, that we may learn to share your generous gifts. For those who are dealing with loss or facing death, may the presence of Christ bless and keep them. Teach us to love one another as Christ has loved us so that everyone will know that we are his disciples. And through Jesus Christ, our teacher and Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this evening as we join in a solemn journey of three days that change the world and our lives. May we we remember Christ's example and his command for us to, to display mutual love. May we go out as the people of God, posturing ourselves in humility, being guided by the Spirit of God. May we go in peace and love, rooted in mutual love. Go in peace. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.